Support for this program is provided by Chevron, the human energy company. This is Politico Energy. I'm Catherine Morehouse. Seven Western states are working on a long-term deal to share water supplies from the dwindling Colorado River. And they're working under a March deadline from the Biden administration. But Politico's Annie Snyder attended a Las Vegas conference last week where states were still trying to hammer out a deal. And she's reporting negotiations aren't going well. If the states can't figure it out by that deadline, the issue could become the Biden administration's problem ahead of the 2024 election. So today, we chat with Annie about why the states are scrambling and how that could spell trouble for Biden. It's Thursday, December 21st. Last week was the gathering of basically everybody who has a stake in the Colorado River. It's the big annual conference called the Colorado River Water Users Association, and it draws basically everybody (laughs) along the river who uses water. And this gathering is happening just after the negotiations over new long-term rules to govern the waterway have opened. These are new rules that need to be in place by 2026 when the old ones expire. And they are going to have to contemplate a far drier future than the last ones did. Climate change has shrunken the river's flows by more than 20% over the last two decades, and it's only expected to continue. And so these new rules are going to have to divvy up the West's most important waterway for seven states, 40 million people, a huge portion of the nation's most productive agricultural land, tribes, and national parks along the way. And you're reporting that this year, the battle lines between states look different. Can you explain that shift and how it impacted negotiations during this conference? So this time last year, things looked really dire. It looked like we might not even be able to make it to 2026 before we saw a major crisis at one of the river's two main reservoirs. The focus was really on Arizona and California, the two biggest users of Colorado River water, trying to craft a deal for cutting their use in the near term. And they ended up doing it after a whole lot of wrangling and after a especially wet winter lowered the bar for what was necessary, and after Congress delivered a huge chunk of change via the Inflation Reduction Act to compensate them for those reductions. So that fault line of Arizona versus California has shifted now. The wrenching process that those lower basin states went through to get to that short-term deal really focused their attention on the fact that they have been using more water than the river was even historically delivering. And so the negotiators for the lower basin states, Arizona, California, Nevada, last week said that they're actually close to a deal to permanently close the gap between the amount of water that they are using and the amount of water that the river had at least historically been delivering. And that is a huge deal. That gap is called the structural deficit and has been this sort of unresolved problem for years along the river. But we know that resolving that problem isn't going to be enough for the river going forward. It solves the historical problem, but it doesn't deal with the pain that climate change is adding to the river, the added pressure that it's bringing. And so the question now for these post-2026 negotiations is how you share the pain of what climate change has done to the river. And the Biden administration has given the states until March 2024 to agree on the framework for a deal. So what is the path forward from there? Are we talking about federal intervention if the states are still deadlocked? 
Probably not just yet. So here's the timeline. The new rules have to be in place at the beginning of 2026, but there is a legal process that you have to go through to be able to do it. It's the NEPA process, the environmental review process. And the Biden administration wants a draft for that environmental review done by the end of 2024. But it doesn't look right now like we are on the track for that. At this conference last week, it was very clear that there is a huge divide between the upper basin states and the lower basin states. The lower basin states are saying, look, like we're going to own this long-term problem that we've had, this structural deficit. But beyond that, we should all share in the pain of climate change. The upper basin states are saying, first of all, we're not using anywhere near as much water as you are. We're not using all of the water that we're entitled to. And second of all, because of the fact that most of the main reservoirs sit actually downstream from most of their users, they are already feeling climate change when it just doesn't snow. (laughs) What they argue is that they're already taking shortages as a result of that. And so we see a major fall line there. And it doesn't look like it's likely to be resolved by March. And then the question becomes, what happens in that period between March and December? Are they able to at least agree on a couple of different alternatives that give the states room to negotiate in the meantime? And where is the Biden administration in all of this? Historically, the Department of Interior, either the Interior Secretary, who has a very important role on the river, or the Bureau of Reclamation Commissioner, who is the one that sort of runs the day-to-day work along the Colorado River. Historically, the appointees in those positions have pressured the states to try and get them to do the hard things. You know, you have to have sort of a threat to encourage people to do the hard things. And the question is, are they going to be able to do that in an election year when you've got a number of purple states at play? So that kind of gets into my next question here. And I'm wondering if you can kind of break down in more detail how this situation could impact President Joe Biden during an election year. I think that's the million dollar question. I think that folks within the administration would very much like for there to be no impact. I think that they would like to keep this issue quiet and out of election season because there are some really important states at play here in these negotiations. You've got Arizona, Nevada, and Colorado, all purple states, swing states, hugely important to the results of the 2024 election. You've got California, which is home to many of Democrats' most deep-pocketed donors. And those states' interests are not aligned here. You've got divide between some really politically important states. And so I think that there is going to be probably a strong interest in kind of keeping those disputes quiet. And I think the question is really to what extent they're able to sort of walk the line politically, while at the same time getting the states to do what needs to be done here. If we are really going to cut a deal that actually deals with the consequences of climate change along this river that serves a huge portion of the West, 40 million people, they're going to have to do hard things. And I think the question is, if we're all just trying to kind of make nice for political purposes, are those hard things going to get done? Also, the Interior Department held its Gulf of Mexico oil lease sale on Wednesday, the agency's largest in eight years. The auction brought in $382 million, and it marks the last offering for the industry in those waters until 2025. Despite the high dollar sign, fewer individual companies actually bid into the auction. For more news on energy and the environment, subscribe to our free newsletter at politico.com power switch. And subscribe to Politico Pro to read our morning energy newsletter. Some of the music in today's show is composed by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. And that's our show. I'm Catherine Morehouse, and we'll see you back tomorrow.
Today's program support is provided by Chevron. Progress means producing renewable fuels for today's fleets. Chevron intends to grow their renewable fuels production capacity to 100,000 barrels per day by 2030. That's energy in progress. Learn more at chevron.com slash renewable fuels.